Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Sports Radio 92 the game, Sunday afternoon. John Freaky with you. You are the guest over the next couple of hours. We're going to have a little bit of fun in the 1 o'clock hour. Uh, get into another aspect of the NFL with you. Uh, we do have an uh, NBA All-Star game tonight. Uh, Trey Young kind of stole the show. You wouldn't know it. You wouldn't know it if you read uh, ESPN or anyplace else. was uh, lights out in the passing competition and uh, logo shooting of the skills challenge where his teammates didn't help him at all, and they ended up finishing second. Then he made eight straight three-pointers, including all five in the final rack, final round against Dame Lillard, and just missed the three-point title. And then he had the highlight of the night, that was not even on TV. It was on social media because people were using their cell phones. When he's walking behind the bench and some guy shouts him out and says, Trey, 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 sticks out a C note and says, I'll bet you this Benjamin you can't hit this shot from here. So he's standing behind the bench and right in front of the stands, and Trey says, give me a ball. One shot, boom, nothing but net. Grabs the 100 ball, walks off. It's like, great. It's great. <laughs> it's just great. I love that. The dude, whoever paid the hundred bucks, that was a hundred dollars well spent. That was a hundred dollars. You got a, you won't remember what happened to that hundred bucks, but boy, you got a story, <laughs> and you got the video to prove it. Just really, that I mean, that's worth a heck of a lot more than a hundred dollars to you. I can guarantee you that. Uh, so we have uh, NBA All Star uh, game tonight, uh, and then we were going to have Daytona today, but it's like raining cats and dogs down in Daytona. So uh, no race today. They're going to race at four o'clock tomorrow. Uh, and that means uh, that you're going to have some people that are going to be uh, leaving Daytona at around 8.30. If they get in, 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 the traffic will take forever in a day. They won't get back to Atlanta until 5 or 6 in the morning on Tuesday. Just saying if you know people down there, Tuesday could be rough for them. Okay, I'm just saying. Uh, yeah, presuming they're not flying. Uh, and even then, it could be rough for them. Uh, the Falcons are the subject at the moment. We've been talking about what the Falcons' needs are above and beyond quarterback. But I do want to, uh, Eric Slaughter, play again what uh, – this is 90 seconds from uh, a uh, Sam, uh, Sam, from Steve Weish, uh, NFL Network, NFL Report with Terry Fontenot. And the discussion centered around – Steve Weish was trying to ask Terry Fontenot, how do I ask Terry Fontenot about Justin Fields without asking him about Justin Fields because – even though legal tampering happens three weeks from tomorrow, you can't talk about another player that's currently under contract to another team. That would get you fined, 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 fined. A lot of money. So you're going to hear the answer to this kind of question that Steve Weiss is working around the corner on, but Terry Fontenot knows what he's talking about, so Terry kind of answers around the corner over here. 
And you can read between the lines that this is about Justin Fields and how Terry Fontenot might consider looking at Justin Fields now as opposed to when Terry Fontenot and company passed on Justin Fields in the draft three years ago. Here's that answer from Steve Weiss's show on NFL Network. No, that, that, that is a, that's an outstanding question, and, and that's why you, you do. You evaluate players at every point in their career, and that's why it's so critical as we go through free agency and, again, possible trades, we're evaluating every player. You're never going to look at a report from last year or the year before. We're going to look at the evolution of the players. And so, um, yes, to answer your question, your, your question, it is we have to be detailed and evaluate players in every phase. Look, it's the same way with people. Um, you, you can have someone that you know you knew at a certain point in their career as a coach, and then now three or four years later, okay, where are they at this point in their career? We all grow and adapt. So um, speaking in, in general about any player that we have to make sure we have recent reports and um, know where they are at this point in their careers. Which is, on its face, obvious. I mean – you have to evaluate, and he's considered to be one of the premier, uh, Terry Fontenot is, pro player scouts and evaluators in the, in the business, if not the premier pro player scout and evaluator. And, and when he talks about including coaches, that's a direct – He's obviously he's talking about Raheem. He said, look, whatever you think of Raheem as a head coach down in Tampa when he didn't have nothing or as an interim or anything else, the man's grown as a coach. You know, he's grown as a man. And the guy that we interview now is ready to be a top-flight NFL coach. That's what they believe. It's my hope, too. It ought to be your hope, if you're a Falcons fan, that, that these guys have hired, that Greg Beatles and Terry Fontenot, along with Arthur Blank, have hired the right man for the job. And that, by association, then he, Raheem, has hired the right people in Zach Robinson and Jimmy Lake and DJ Yates and and others, and he retained Marquise Williams, he retained some other coaches as well, that he's put together a staff now about going out to getting the players. And the very first thing, before the draft in April, before free agency comes up on March the 11th, is how do you value your own players on your own team? Your current free agents and your current players, because you may end up cutting them or trading them, right? So you have to do your own first, the the first thing you have to do is, is your own house. And, you know, Raheem's familiar with some of them because some of the guys were still on the team when Raheem was coaching here. I mean, Jake Matthews is going to be how old? Going to be, what, 30, pushing his mid-30s. Same with CP84. CP84, by the way, CP84 may be about 30. Jake and CP may be the same age. Let's say they're both 33. I'll just, without looking, I'll say they're both 33. Um, CP84 and Jake are at the end, backside of their careers, right? The last year or two of their, of their careers. So how do you evaluate them? On defense, Calais Campbell, and of course Calais is older than that, Calais is in the last year of his deal. You know, probably the last season that he's going to play. If he plays two more, that would be max. Would he take a super-duper friendly team deal where they slide a bunch of money into next year and then they he doesn't play and they just kind of dead cap the thing and – and eat the cash next year to have him be part of the team this year? Sure. What do you do with Clayus Campbell? He's a free agent, and these are the key guys. There's 25 free agents on the team. Uh, some of them just practice squad guys. Uh, Bud Dupree, what do you do with Bud Dupree? Jeff Okuda, pfft, gone. Jeff Okuda's free agent, he can go. On offense, what do you do with CP84? 
What do you do with Cordero? Uh, Van Jefferson. Now, Van Jefferson is a guy that Raheem Morris and Zach Taylor know well because, after all, Zach Taylor, pardon me, Zach Robinson. Zach Robinson uh, traded Van Jefferson where? Here. <laughs> they traded it for nothing. <laughs> so, yeah, you guys want Van Jefferson to take him. So I'm going to guess that they, when they traded him to the Falcons and went, yeah, okay, you can have him. Basically, that's what they did. Uh, then he probably not going to be back. Uh, then you got Matt Collins, you got uh, Michael Pruitt, you got Kadero Hodge, you got Matt Hennessy, who I think is probably gone. Uh, some of these guys might be back on team-friendly deals, but that's why I say there are seven new starters, including quarterback at one, safety at two, corner at three, uh, nickel at four, edge at five, center at six, and wide receiver at seven. And you got to get a stretch wide receiver, but if you wait to the draft, if you start to get into the third round, there's nothing wrong with Lad McConkie. I really like Lad McConkie. Love to have Lad McConkie as my third-round pick, but he's not the stretch receiver. That's going to have to come in free agency. Okay, I, Lad can replace Kadero Hodge. That's fine. Uh, he can, you know, if they want to keep Scotty Miller's under contract and have he and Lad, but Lad's not. He's not that vertical guy that I, 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 I you know, you need to go out and get a vertical guy, right? 404-726-0929 is the phone number. We're talking about the Falcons here. Let's welcome Vic into the uh, program here. Uh, how do you handle all this in this offseason? And it's coming, it's coming fast, Vic, because in two weeks we got the combine, in three weeks we got free agency. Oh, no, Vic. Uh, let's go to Mike. Mike's on with us. Hey, Mike, welcome to the show. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I basically like to say that I would like to see the Falcons pick up Pashawn Reddick in uh, uh, free agency. He would. He got just short of 30 sacks in uh, two years. He would definitely fulfill a need of pressuring the quarterback on the opposite team to force them into making mistakes. And then take that uh, uh, and definitely do the Justin Fields thing and pick up an offensive lineman the best they could get. Uh, Panay Sewell turned out to be really great for Detroit. Uh, we could find an offensive lineman that would fit our needs. That would be fantastic, and that would make a difference because the quarterback would have time to get rid of the ball without being pressured into mistakes. Yeah, no, I, I, I think it's going to be interesting to see what they do, and they're going to have to make you know these evaluations, Mike, pretty quick. The reason, Mike, that I have been – hesitant to talk about players individually outside of Justin Fields and to name them just so that you just so you understand is I don't know who's going to actually be available I don't know who might get because we still have franchise tags to go through too so you know teams may tag somebody and we can sit here and talk about a player that we love but we don't even know if he's going to be available uh so because the tag period will be coming up you know that's another thing's coming up you'll have the the combine, then immediately after the combine, the tag period opens up. The franchise tag period opens up. Uh, we'll see if anybody gets tagged. The Falcons have been loathed to tag people. That's not something that they, they, they'd like to do. They could, I guess. I don't really see anybody in this list that they – Calais Campbell, Bud Dupree, Jeff Okuda, CP84, Van Jefferson, Mac Collins, Michael Pruitt, Daryl Hodge, Matt Hennessy. Yeah, the Falcons aren't going to tag anybody. They're just not going to do it. And then no, nobody mm. there to tag. Uh, so, uh, but it doesn't mean that, uh, if you know, that would I love to have a son Reddick? Sure. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, of course. But again, how much money do you have to play with? You have 26 million sort of middle of the pack here, but, but you know something, Mike, can I ask you a question about the, the salary cap just broadly? I, it's not a trick question. It's not a technical question 
doesn't it amaze you that, as a Falcons fan, when I say the Falcons have $26 million under the cap at the moment and that they're sort of middle of the pack of the NFL, do you know the worst team, Mike, in the NFL in the salary cap who's in salary cap hell? The Swampers, right? Yeah, yeah, the Swampers, yeah. <laughs> okay, so they are they are negative $87 million. They're negative, <laughs> right? 87 million. But somehow they still get a Derek Carr. So what are we doing wrong here? How come well, we can't I'll, figure I'll... out? I'm thinking after we make some cuts, we're going to have more money than $26 million. And And that would be fantastic because we need to make a big splash. You know, we haven't had a, a, a really good pass rusher since John Abraham. And we really need to get, get some uh, people in there that can pressure the quarterback, even up the middle, that, that disrupt plays. That really makes a difference. I would love to to see uh, uh, us sure up that offensive line because when I look at Kansas City, that's what I see, a tremendous offensive line that gives him time, and plus he extends plays with his legs. And th- and that's, that's the key to them, you know. But their defense has really improved because they're getting pressure. Mr. Jones is a beast, and he well, gets Chris pressure Jones right up the middle. Great player. He, he, yeah, well, Chris yeah Jones he's a great player. player. And we got some, we got some really good players on our defense, you know. Yeah, unfortunately, and, he got injured I'm, last year, right? I mean, yeah. he was out half the season, right? Uh, and That's by the right. way, you you have to remember, we almost could count like Troy Anderson and Grady Grady Jarrett as like new guys. <laughs> it was sort of like remember, Mike, when 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 we win the World Series without Ronald Acuna because he's been out for the whole half the year, right? And then we come back the yeah. next year, we go, you know, we got this free agent guy that's out there in right field that's healthy. That that dude. Oh yeah, we just kind of like picked him up and dropped him into the lineup, and mm-hmm. so um, and so we have to remember that we will be getting Grady Jarrett and Troy Anderson. Knock on wood. The, the yeah, way and hopefully Calais, Cam- hopefully Calais Campbell too. And that would I think Calais is going to is going to have to take a super team friendly deal. You know, I, I hope he does. In my, in my world, I can't afford to pay mm-hmm. Calais a lot of money. I I just need too much. I need three guys in the secondary. You know, and I do have Zach Harrison who grew. I can draft a uh, a Dallas Turner or Jared Verse. You know, I could keep mm-hmm. maybe Bud Dupree. I, as much as I really like Clayus, and I like Clayus a lot, and I would keep him on a super team friendly deal. I need a new cover corner. I need a new safety. I cannot live. With Jeff Good is gone. I cannot live with Richie Grant is going to drive me to an early grave. That dude. You know, he he got to go. Yeah, yeah, that I can't think of the name, but that number one, I was at the games and I seen them picking on this guy. He was a terrible corner, and we certainly need well, a corner. He's young. Clark Phillips, Clark Phillips is a young corner. I, I like, but Clark Phillips and Demarco Helms are, are are to me. I'll be interested to see how they grow as players. They're depth guys, okay? And right, we need a new starting corner, a new safety, and a new nickelback. We need three guys in the secondary. All right, I do appreciate yeah. it. Thanks, Mike, for the call. 404-726-0929. We're talking about the Falcons here. I promise I stop. If, all right, here, fine. John Abraham. Okay, fine. Uh, Sports Radio 92 game. Let's see if Craig Young tonight can uh, party and make the All-Star game kind of his. That is a great All-Star weekend so far. I, I, I think the, it's underrated again. It's attention, though, and I'm talking about with Trey. Now you're not getting the attention he deserves. 
He was great in the skills challenge. He was the best passer by far. Uh, he was great in the three-point challenge eight in a row, and he just got nipped out in both of those. And then he made the shot of the night. If You can go on and, uh, and see that uh, on, on the X there uh, at John Fricky. Okay, come on now. And, uh, he, you know, taking the $100 bet. And so hopefully he kind of wraps up the whole All-Star Weekend in Indianapolis with a big game tonight. I know Daytona today. That will be tomorrow. We'll get into a little bit of that in the next hour here. The NFL calendar is such – oh, I have to stop. 404-726-0929. John, you got to read the phone number. We're talking about the Falcons here, and the NFL calendar is ramped up. We talked about the Hawks yesterday and about what they have to do. We're going to talk about the Braves tomorrow. From I clicked on something on CBSSports.com, and you can go click on it too if you want to. It's up there right now. Uh, it should be on their front page, top fold, that kind of stuff. It's pretty prominent. CBSSports.com, power rankings for Major League Baseball this year. And I clicked on it because I know. I, it's so funny how sometimes you'll click on something like that, and I don't know if this ever happens to you. you, you you're going to click on it, and you're waiting to just click on it so that you can look at it and get angry. <laughs> Right, so I clicked on it, and I'm looking at okay, well, you know, what what do we got going? Uh, oh, you guys understand? Good, good for you. You get it. Yes, they're the best team in baseball. Of course, they're the best team in baseball. Yeesh. All right, we'll talk about the uh, Braves tomorrow. Uh, talking about the Falcons, the the NFL calendar is ramping up quickly. John, you know the Braves are in spring training. Yes, they've got red hats. Yeah, I saw. Uh, you know the Hawks are second half? Yeah. You know Georgia Tech and Georgia are playing back? Speaking, can I just stop for a second? Is there a weirder, more bizarre college basketball team in the entire nation than Georgia Tech? Are they like the most? Eric Slaughter, Georgia Tech has beaten. Did they beat Duke? They beat Carolina, but I'm not sure about Duke. You no, know, no, no. They, I'm just This is the, the answer to every, every question I'm about to ask you is yes. Okay, okay yes. They beat Duke. Did, yeah. Did they beat North Carolina? They did. Uh, did they beat Syracuse yesterday? Yes. Were they behind Wake Forest like thirty-one to two or something like that at home the other last week? Yes. Uh, did they lose a game to UMass Lowell? Not not UMass. Not the Minutemen. Not not Dr. J's team. No 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 no. Not that team. Not Marcus okay. Camby's team. Okay. No uh, no no to UMass Lowell. Oh. That's like losing to Tennessee Martin. Uh, I believe they did. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, yes, yeah, they did. Are they under five hundred? Yes. Did they beat Duke twice? Yes. Did they beat North Carolina? Did they beat Syracuse? Blue, Blue Bloods. Okay. All right. Okay. Walk me through that one, <laughs> David. Play, David, God play, love you. Play up to your competition. Play down to. I your... guess. I guess they're the weirdest team. So the NFL. The reason this is important is because Raheem Morris. And Jimmy Lake and Zach Robinson and Marquise Williams, all the coordinators, and all the people, all the coaches underneath them, uh, Jerry Gray and T.J. Yates and et cetera, and I'm, I know I'm leaving some of you guys out. I haven't met some of you guys yet. Um, the calendar is really ramped up. The NFL is really good about doing this to us, right? It is February 18th. Nine days from now, nine days, the players start reporting to Indianapolis where they're holding the All-Star game. Big, it's big time. Indy's having a, Indy's having a moment. In nine days, they'll go from the All-Star game tonight, uh, and they'll they'll clear out uh, Lucas Oil Stadium. And nine days from now, the NFL will invade at the beginning of the Combine in nine days. So here comes the NFL Combine. 
Right after that, after the NFL Combine ends on March 4th, you know, the day after is when the tag begins. And then the following Monday, three weeks from tomorrow, free agency opens. Now, they're going to call it legal tampering, but it's free agency, okay? Everybody, on it's Monday. Free agency doesn't technically begin to the league year when Wednesday happens, but the league allows legal tampering, which means everybody then, it's sort of like how in college sports they said, well, we're going to do the early signing period in December and not in February, and it became the signing day. <laughs> legal tampering is the free agency day, okay? So March 11, we're talking three weeks. we got the combine in the next three weeks. We have the combine, we have the tag, and we have free agency in the next three weeks. So that's all coming. And the Falcons are going to have to make some decisions about some of their free agent players, and then they're going to have to look at the draft, and they're going to have to look at free agent, you know, and I don't see, unless unless something wild happens and Malik Neighbors were to fall to them at eight, which I guess could happen. Um, I don't see it happening, but I guess it could. Uh, you have to go into free agency. Now, they're going to be guys, I mentioned the franchise tag, they're going to be guys that get tagged, and some will and some won't. And some are just going to be too expensive for you to go out there and spend money on. You know, Mike Evans is going to want a ton of money. But what about, uh, I don't know, what about Michael Pittman from Indianapolis? What about, you know, would you take a flyer on Hollywood Brown? I mean, Hollywood Brown could play. We know that. Uh, It's just he's been kind of, you know, an interesting guy, but he could play. T. Higgins, T. Higgins could play. So do you go into free agency and do you say, if you're in free agency, that we are going to look at, because what was it last year, right? It was, we got to get a couple of guys on the edge, and who was the big free agent last year, all right, right? Jesse Bates, right? Jesse Bates was the guy. And boy, was he a great free agent pickup. So he was their number one guy on the board. And then we started hearing, remember it was like the dinner that he was having in Buckhead, and he was hanging around Atlanta, and we all went, oh, yeah, okay, that's happening. If he's here, he's hanging around with our guys, he's having dinner, he's signing with the team. Will we hear that with somebody else? Now, Calvin Ridley is technically a free agent, but no, I'm not going down that route. Don't worry. I'm hoping that Calvin Ridley re-signs with the Jacksonville Jaguars because at the moment, the pick that we get from Jacksonville is for this year's draft for Calvin Ridley, and it's in the third round, and it's pick number 79. But if Jacksonville – and Calvin Ridley, by the way, had a pretty darn good year. Scored a touchdown against us, let's not forget. Uh, Calvin Ridley had a pretty good year. I think he had eight touchdowns. If Jacksonville comes to a contract terms with Calvin Ridley, that third-round pick, pick number 79, elevates to a second-round pick, to about pick 56-ish. Well, I'll take that. That gives us two second-round picks. But you got to make your decisions on your free agents first. Then you got to go to free – because it's all happening in the next three weeks. Three weeks from tomorrow – Free agency opens, and you have to hit the ground running if you're Terry Fontenot. David's uh, on with John. David, welcome to the show. Hey, David. Hey. Uh, yes, we're, we're uh, having to deal with the draft again. Uh, number eight pick. It seems to be uh, the semi-permanent position for the Falcons now, third year in a row. Kind of unfortunate. Yeah, well, I, yeah, I, I guess. I mean, I, I honestly think, you know, some people have complained about the draft, David, uh, that the Falcons haven't drafted well, and I, I kind of stop and think about it and say, well, you know, they NFL.com came out this week and said we regraded the, the draft from 2023. Oh, by the way, the Falcons had the best draft in the NFC South. Oh, by the way, top ten draft in the NFL, and your first three players in that draft were pretty darn good. 
Bijan Robinson, Michael Bergeron, Zach Harrison. That's a pretty good draft, you know. And so, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not unhappy with that. And by the way, your first round picks uh, of the last number of years have been guys like Chris Lindstrom, AJ Terrell, Bijan Robinson, Kyle Pitts, Drake London. You've drafted a lot of guys that are all pro caliber. Or I mean, you've drafted some really, really good players in the first round. You know, the number one picks have actually worked out recently. I, I'm still kind of tempted to trade draft picks for proven veterans, kind of uh, to, to harken back in the, the old days. You and I would recall uh, when uh, a certain Coach Allen with the Washington Redskins traded all his picks for veteran players, uh, and they went to the Super Bowl as a result. Um, I, I'm kind of... Uh, it's such a crapshoot when you draft college players. I tend to think veterans are a little more proven, uh, but well, I'm not really know, sure what you, you get. Well, you have di- you, a couple things, though, David. One is that you have different rules governing free agency now. Uh, and second to that is you also have different rules governing, you know, rookie contracts and salary cap. And so all those rules are far different than when George Allen was coaching the, the Redskins. And so you have to work sure. under the current set of rules. And getting players under rookie contracts is a really good thing because they become flexible to you, they're inexpensive to you, and you could trade those rookie contracts. Desmond Ritter is actually an attractive trade piece to most NFL teams because he has two years under his belt and he still has two years left on his rookie contract. Yeah, he's only getting uh, 1.4, I believe, uh, which is – pretty sweet of course the 49ers managed to go to the super bowl with someone for half that money <laughs> kind of sad it's only but, because they got they got, but that's a, such an outlier a their defense was great and they, they they managed to get carolina to to i wish we had kind of done it too this is the meltdown and disaster that carolina is carolina trades away christian mccaffrey wow wait what come again <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was uh, strange. Once you get an all-pro, you really should hold on to those. Um, yeah, usually. Final little, final little comment here. Uh, I think one of the little paid attention to uh, elements to the Falcons' last uh, Super Bowl uh, journey in that general success period was uh, acquiring a really good center. And I think the center the Falcons have now is a bit undersized. He seems to get just bowled over periodically in pass protection. He seems to know what he's doing, but he's just undersized. It's not any clue as to is there going to be a veteran center that's going to be accessible in free agency that might upgrade that position? Well, let's check here. I hadn't actually looked at the free agent centers that were available, but uh, we do have Google, so let's just uh, let's just uh, let's just search that. I will say that uh, yes, I agree. Alex Mack again picking Alex Mack up from Cleveland was the Falcons' version of Greg Maddox, which it made your team, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, the, the, the Cubs, in, in what might likely be the most boneheaded decision by a front office I have ever seen, says, oh, Greg Maddox, wanna, yeah, we'll just let him go. Wait, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Uh, uh, okay. Uh, and, uh, 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 u
but no, I, I think that Alex Mack coming in from Cleveland changed that offensive line. The reason that team was so good, uh, you know, they already had good players on. I've, all right, David, I always look at it and I, I tell younger fans look at the NFL as a circle. Okay, your team is a circle. And right around the outside edges that you draw the circle, if you're really good, and we're talking about quarterback, then you circle over to wide receiver, you circle up to corner, circle to safety, the other corner, come back to the other wide receiver and back down to running back. If you're really good on the outside of the circle there, but then you draw a line across the middle of the circle and you're no good there, the whole thing doesn't work. And so the Falcons already had great players, obviously, Matt Ryan going to the Hall of Fame, uh, and you've got uh, you know the, a great running back tandem, even though one of them I always wanted to be a saint, uh, but you had, you know, thunder and lightning, especially with Coleman, and you had great wideouts. So you already had all the package of having a great offense in terms of the skill positions. You just had to have that offensive line. And when, when you got Alex Mack, it solidified that offensive line. You also got uh, the fact that 16, all 16 games, all the guys started. Jake Matthews was a younger player then. Ryan Schrader had the best year of his career. I mean, you just, Chris Chester played really well. That offensive line was really good. And they actually had depth in that offensive line, too. They had two guys that were really good that were kind of plug-and-play guys to, to, to spell them. 504 points as a result. Uh, so I agree with you. I think they need to go out there and get a, a, you know, a free agent center here if, if you can afford to get one here. It says uh, Connor Williams of the Dolphins is the number one free agent center that might be available. But, again, the reason I haven't mentioned a whole lot of these names here is, and I appreciate the call, David, is something else I mentioned here, which is the tag. You know, if you've got a great center, I went last year before I said, Jason, let's go get Jason Kelsey. Well, you know, he was kind of, you know, one year, you know, and, and all that. Well, Philadelphia wouldn't let him go. And plus, he, wouldn't, he didn't want to leave. Do you think that the Dolphins want to part with this guy? Does he want to stay in Miami with Tua and with Tyreek? He may, you know, I live in Miami. I got Tua, I got Tyreek. I got, you know, this is fun. Guy, Mike McDaniel, why do I want to go somewhere else? So you may want a free agent. That doesn't mean he's either going to be available to you or you want to come play for him. Quick break. More of your calls ahead on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game from the Northern Kia Studios. John Tricky with you. I think it's interesting to note here that I was looking down this list here. By the way, it was, you want to feel old? Uh, 45 years ago this week, where that song, I think we just played, was number one. 45 years ago. <clears throat> it was a senior year of uh, my senior year. No, 40, 46 years ago. I take that back. It was my senior year of high school at Lithonia. Four, 46, 46 years ago. <laughs> Saturday Night Fever was 46 years ago. Oh, my God. Uh, that uh, notice uh, at the top, uh, Eric, at the top three uh, available uh, offensive linemen here and free agents here. Ready? Yeah. Coleman Shelton, L.A. Rams. Well, that's well, interesting. Ooh. And is that a lineman or center? Center. Center. Okay, you said lineman, so center. top three centers. Mm-hmm. Don't know much about that young man, but I guarantee you, I bet you I can predict a couple phone calls that's going to be in his future. Coleman Shelton, L.A. Rams. I'm just saying, you do have the Rams offensive coordinator and Rams, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't and take a, so you don't, may, don't take a. They may know put, who Coleman. 
They may know who he is. They may know. They also may know whether or not he's worth the phone call, but we'll find out. Yeah, right, exactly. That's the other great part about it, you know? You want a call coming? Yeah. But they're going to have to do something. And this is, look, I, I think Drew Dahlman, Matt Hennessy, gone. Drew Dahlman's done the best he can. I, I, don't just, I have no antipathy towards Drew Dahlman. Uh, he's an NFL center. Uh, he's just not, he's not going to the Pro Bowl, okay? And if you're going to go out and get a new quarterback, based on the, the earlier sound bites that we talked about, you know what? We haven't played the Kevin uh, Kevin Warren soundbite yet. We should play. Can we play that? Can you can you spool that up here? All right, I'll, I'll set this up. Let me know when you got it, Eric. Earlier, a couple times we played a soundbite from Steve Weish's NFL Network show, NFL Report, from Terry Fontenot, where he's talking around the corner about Justin Fields, about how you know you have to reevaluate players as they grow. In other words, they passed on him in the draft three years ago, right? And they took Kyle Pitts, and everybody, I, Hugh was indignant. How do you pass it? Well, because there was some flaw in there that they didn't like. And it wasn't just like the Falcons passed on him. Remember, Justin Fields fell to 11, okay, to the Bears at 11. And, but then he, he, Prado comes out and goes, well, you know, people, players grow, coaches grow. You have to reevaluate them on an, on, on, he used the word evolution, on, on, an, on an annual basis. In other words, he's, I, I think he's, well, certainly he was talking about Raheem Morris at the you know why at the end of the soundbite, but he was talking about Justin Fields without saying because he can't say Justin Fields, he can't say the Bears quarterback, he can't say any of that. He was just saying, well, you know, players, you know, there's an evolution in a player. In other words, that he likes Justin Fields more now than he did in the draft three years ago because he started to grow up maybe a little bit or whatever there was an issue with with Justin Fields that gave them pause three years ago to not take him. Okay, because there was knowing they needed a quarterback three years ago and Justin Fields was available with the fourth pick and they took a tight end who, by the way, became the second leading rookie tight end and yards receiving yards in a season in the history of the NFL. People want to forget that Uh, who played, by the way, last year with not one, but two torn ligaments in his knee. Um, The and, and performed pretty well, considering the limitation. Uh, is that now I think they're reevaluating this, all of which kind of leads me to believe that Justin Fields might well be in our future here in Atlanta. That this isn't just, it's sort of like the Jesse Bates thing. It just, if it doesn't go away and it's still kind of lingering and it's there and it's there and it's there, there's something to it. And there's a reason that a lot of the NFL analysts are starting to say, well, it looks like Justin Fields in Atlanta, you know, that's the best fit and all that kind of stuff. And he's number one. Falcons are always number one when you're mentioning Justin Fields and possible destinations. And I go back to the fact that I remind you that every little, every literally every NFL mock from every expert at CBS, at Yahoo, at ESPN, Walter Football, you name it, you could down the list, any mock you want to find, has Caleb Williams still going number one to the Bears. Why? Because the Bears have given every indication that they're gonna they're gonna select Caleb Williams. They're not talking about trading out of Caleb. Nobody said there's no indication from Chicago at all that they're interested in trading out of the number one spot. And there's been now they they could always throw a curveball, right? I mean they could always throw a curveball. You know, Commissioner Roger Dell, boo! With the number one pick in the NFL draft, the Chicago Bears uh, take Marvin Harrison Jr. Why we're talking that could happen? Sure, of course. It, you know, those things happen. And everybody goes, whoa! 
you know, and then suddenly the Falcons are on the phone going, okay, can we trade up there? <laughs> Arizona, <laughs> help us out. <laughs> you know, I mean, so, you know, that could happen, sure. But I, at the moment as we sit here, I think that now Kevin Warren was the commissioner. Do you have it, Eric? Okay. Kevin Warren was commissioner of the Big Ten. Leaves as commissioner of the Big Ten, much to the delight of many people in the Big Ten because they didn't like him, uh, and goes and becomes the president and CEO of the Bears. And was asked this week about Justin Fields in an interview, and this is what he said. I, I come to the table. I'm a um, supporter of Justin, you know, because I got a chance to work with him when I was commissioner of the Big Ten Conference. He is incredibly talented. Uh, he is smart. Uh, he works hard. And uh, he wants to be a great NFL football player. Um, and, and so now he just needs to make sure that he has the support around him. He's working hard. And then I would love to see him, you know, this offseason, make sure he's totally healthy going into the season next year. Um, you know, this is a difficult game. And if, you, and if you think about professional sports, but let's talk about professional football, it's an incredibly difficult game. And then when you think about the quarterback position, it is, it, it is it's difficult. And so, um, and it's, you know, Justin has a rare combination of intelligence, of size, of strength, and speed. You forget how big of a, of a man he is until you're up on him. He's not a small man. And, um, and so I just think every year he's going to continually get better. Um, and um, so I'm glad he's on the Chicago Bears. Oh, that, that, John, that doesn't sound like the, the, the team president and CEO wants to trade Justin Fields. No, no, it doesn't, right? Uh, unless you kind of parse through the, some of the things that he said about it. By the way, he's right about Justin Fields being big. Justin Fields is a large guy. He's like 6'5", 240. I mean, he, he, he's a linebacker. Dude is big. Um, maybe he's just trying to drive the price up a little bit and get the bidding more going for Justin Fields because as good as Justin Fields, the, the one thing you, you know, go go back to the beginning of the clip here, okay? And when when Kevin Warren, the presidency, you know, he wants to be a great NFL quarterback. Not he is, he wants to be. So, you know, he, he ain't yet. Uh, we, we, we're kind of hoping to I think he... I think the Bears cannot help themselves but to take Caleb Williams because they look at Caleb Williams, whether you do or not. I'm not talking about you out there or anybody else. I'm talking about the Bears, the Chicago Bears. They look at Caleb Williams and say there are two truths about the NFL draft, two things that are fundamentally true. Number one, taking the wrong guy is a disaster for you. You know that. We've had occasion here in Atlanta well, we have taken the wrong guy, number one. As it actually happened lately, it happened to us a couple times in previous regimes, right? But not lately. Number two, and even worse, is passing on the right guy. How many teams do you want to go back and do do-overs on guys like, I don't know, Aaron Rodgers, right? So you don't want to pass on the right guy. And if everything, unless the eye test is wrong, one of the new fundamental things in all of football is for a quarterback to do, and this is Kevin Warren's right about a number of things he says here. By the way, I happen to like Kevin Warren. Is that playing quarterback in the NFL is hard. Well, it's not just hard. He's, he's actually underselling it. There is no position 
No position in any team sport, in any sport in the world, more difficult to play and play well than quarterback in the NFL. I'll repeat that. No position of any team sport in the entire world that is more difficult to play well than quarterback in the NFL. It is the hardest position to play and play well. Because so many things are happening so fast in such a short, small window of space, and you have to be able to decipher it, pick it apart, and it's hard to do. That's why when you get the great ones, they become goats. Because they're that good. Because their vision and their anticipation and their ability to read. And now there's a new thing that Patrick Mahomes has kind of tossed into the mix here, which is the off-schedule throw. And so that's become a thing, the off-schedule throw. And what is the off-schedule throw? Uh, It's throwing well while you're running for your damn life. (laughs) Being able to still be effective even though you're running for your damn life. And so Caleb Williams plays behind an offensive line at USC that's ass. It's terrible, <laughs> you know, and and he's he's able to make the off-schedule throw, which is basically being able to perform as a quarterback when your offensive line stinks. And so Caleb Williams is that kind of guy. He's not going to get killed. He, he's Look, he's a special kind of cat. Whether you watched a whole lot of USC football or you didn't watch a lot of when he was in Oklahoma or anything else, Caleb Williams is a special kind of character. I think Jaden Daniels got a little bit of that in him. I don't know that Drake May does, but Drake May may feel look. Drake May may have success. He may be a great. We may be talking about Drake May. Drake May is you know I'm I'm wrong sometimes on quarterbacks coming. We all are. Heck, the NFL is right. I look at Drake May and go eh, you know. But I said that about Josh Allen because all I saw at Wyoming. And I saw Josh Allen play a lot of games in Wyoming. I did I play in the West uh, in the Mountain West Conference. I watched Wyoming play a number of times with Josh Allen. I saw Josh Allen throw a lot of really bad interceptions, throw a lot of ball. He had great arm strength, but there was a reason that Josh Allen was playing quarterback at Wyoming. Which I love. By the way, I love Wyoming. It's a great state. I love War Memorial Stadium. I like Laramie. It's great. It's fun. But he's not at Alabama because people are like, yeah, dude, overthrows everybody. Uh, he, he makes bad pass, which is true. And so, but look what he's become in the NFL. Pretty darn good. You know? I mean, he, he is a far, 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 far better NFL quarterback than I ever envisioned him becoming coming out of Wyoming. So, uh, on that one, I was like, yeah, Josh Allen, that guy? Okay. So I say, Drake May, that guy, he may turn into Josh Allen. I could be wrong. I happen to love Michael Penix. I, I like Michael Penix far, far more than I like Drake May. But I could be wrong. So, again, this goes back to uh, the whole point about this being that I still sit here today, having listened to Terry Fontenot this week, having listened to Kevin Warren this week, having read all these you know stories here, I am at this point uh, at 12.55 in the morning, on uh, Sunday, February the 18th, ahead of, of the combine, ahead of uh, the tag, ahead of free agency, and certainly ahead of the draft in a couple of months, of uh, sitting here telling you that I believe that there's a strong chance that Justin Fields will be the quarterback of the Atlanta Falcons. Whether you like it or not, I'm just telling you what I see. All right, quick break. When we get back, back to your calls here. Thank you for allowing me to work through that a little bit. I appreciate it. I want to add something in to the final hour. I mentioned the league meetings are coming up in in March, okay? One of the things they're going to do at the league meetings is new rules. They do new rules every year. We're going to tell I'm going to tell you one rule they're absolutely going to change, okay? And then I want to hear from you 
one rule that if you were God and could just deign one rule in the NFL that you would change. I'll tell you what mine is. Eric, you'd be thinking about it. I want to hear yours. You just get one. In addition to your reaction to everything we're talking about today. Do that around the corner and the 1 o'clock hour on Sports Radio 92. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 